Are you looking to have a laugh about parenting? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Parenting After Dark with your host, Mark and Kelly Stanton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Parenting After Dark. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast where we talk about parenting from a real-life perspective. Real-life perspective. That's right from my male and female viewpoint. Yeah, where we, like, duke it out. Duke it out, yeah. And I know you, but you're on fire with something you really wanted because we just did a podcast with our kids welcoming in the new year. Once again, happy 2020. And yeah, we just did a podcast. But you were fired up about something, Kelly. You wanted to do another podcast. What is it? I am fired up. I'm fired up ever since we went to church this morning. Oh, good old and church. And the message that we received from our pastor was fantastic. And he tackled the topic of anxiety i know it was spooky he has that little video at the start that oh that is creepy me. isn't oh, it yeah. oh it really is like it's like this heartbeat and it is creepy but the honest truth is if you struggle with anxiety that video is not creepy that video actually reflects how you feel inside yeah that's how but i think he in the same thing he said everybody's got anxiety I think everybody does yeah. probably have a certain piece of anxiety for sure. Like, well, anxiety really is a feeling. Right. What? So everyone can feel anxiety. There's probably not too many people that can say, oh, I haven't ever felt anxious or nervous or ap- apprehensive, you know, or I never had a worry. Do you like what he said today about the difference between fear and anxiety? Well, remind me. What did he say? Okay. Fear... It sees a threat and reacts. Oh, here comes Bruce, the new puppy. The new puppy. New just, puppy. We... The chewing puppy that we just got for Christmas. And uh, if you haven't heard on previous episode, we got old... Well, it was Christopher. We're going with Bruce. I'm hoping, Cal. Can we Well, see? we can't say for sure it's Bruce yet. Nobody... We have... Okay, five I... people have to agree on Bruce. And that's going to be tough to do. But the honest truth is... Five people haven't agreed on anything yet. Actually, three haven't. Christopher's in. <laughs> We're all we've all agreed. Christopher has to be in there at some point, first name or maybe a middle. Yeah, name. he came with the name Christopher. We need to. But get I'm close. I'm close. I've, I'm giving the kids five bucks. I, someone I'm not going to say who Cameron is shaking me down for ten. Are you serious? $10. You're actually paying our kids off for yeah. the name. Why not? So that you can name the dog. Yeah. Well, because then we get this over with. We'll name him Bruce and move forward. Well, I don't mind it. I actually think that Bruce will work, but I can't believe you're going to just like pay them off. Why not? Tell me it's wrong. Do I hear Wow. Is anyone complaining? That gives me anxiety. That's the nice thing about podcasts is they can't complain. So anyway, back to the difference between fear and anxiety. So fear sees a threat and reacts where anxiety imagines a threat and can't move on. And I thought that was bang on. I actually, I, I don't want to get into it with you, but I could argue those. As you should. So that's the part of the message that didn't hit home for me, but oh, the rest of good. it knocked it out of the park. All right, let's hear what you got then. Well, I don't really want to go into the difference between fear and anxiety because I I think on some levels, fear is like an actual real thing's happening. Anxiety is like your mind making up that something's going to happen. Like you get stuck in the what ifs and I agree with that. 
And I think that's what his message was. Okay. And I just, for me, it hit home so much because it's something that truly I've been working on for a number of years now. I've been working on this thing I call the happiness recipe. And today it just like hit me because I realized that really what I've been working on is ways to manage your anxiety so that anxiety doesn't manage you. That's really what I've been working on. That's what I've that's what I've That's created. That's the aha moment we've been looking for. That is the aha moment. Tell I'm us more, say it again. Tell us more. Well, you can learn to manage your anxiety so that your anxiety doesn't manage you. And I want to help people with that. Perfect, because that goes into that quote today. The one from Max Licato. The presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety is optional. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, you know what? That nails it because it's so true. Having the feelings of anxiety sometimes are just truly unavoidable. But being in that prison of it, yes, it is an option because you can actually, and I have discovered how, you can actually reduce your anxiety. For me, I, I can say I reduce it and I almost eliminate it. But what kind of anxiety are you talking about? Well, here's the thing. Anxiety is a feeling and, and some anxiety is completely normal. It really is. Like having um, anxiety before a test, for example. Well, that's normal. You should feel or like anxiety before you go on stage. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. It'd be a bit strange if you didn't have a small feeling of anxiety. Right? It doesn't mean it has to be all-consuming. But anyways, it really is the most common disorder. And there's like six or seven different versions of anxiety. And again, I'm not a doctor, as the pastor told us today. That's why God placed wonderful people in our world who are doctors. And you should go see them if you feel you need the help. If you're struggling with it, you should. So they're there. But this is to help people who have like that normal feeling of anxiety and it at times it can be more intense and overwhelming yeah and here's the thing i don't know why people don't take more help like this like why criticize it? if it helps great if it doesn't just push it aside you don't have to make it a negative just people are like school's the same thing where someone the teacher will try and help you with your kids but then you take it as a negative because they're talking about your kids and saying they're dumb or something like that it's just, if, if someone's going to give me some advice that can help my kid, why won't I entertain it? Why won't I take it? Yeah. And if someone's going to give you advice that can help you, yeah, why, why not, not entertain it? Totally. So yeah, go on with that. So, so the whole thing here is, is anxiety is a feeling and you truly can learn to manage it instead of anxiety being the manager of you. Right. right? So there's like, simple ways that you can manage it that I've discovered, which I'm sure many others have. I don't think I'm anyone special, but it has truly worked in my world. So I want to tell the world, like, I just want to tell people. So like just some quick ones that like take honestly next to no effort. Okay. Lay it on us. Okay. So sleep. Yes. Sleep alone will help you with your anxiety. Yes. So you know what? When you're just feeling overwhelmed, you sometimes you just got to go rest and like sleep it off. Now, I realize some people would say they can't sleep. 
I want to jump in there because you gave our kids a great tidbit, and I want to share this with our other listeners and other parents, is when our kids come to us and say they can't sleep, you always go back with, you got to find the coziest little, like get your blankets, your pillow, get Oh, it's cozy. all about coziness, but you got to yeah. get a pillow that you're sleeping on and then two pillows beside Even, your head. Yeah, the way you, you said cozy, there. it just sounded right. And I'm like, yeah, that would make me fall asleep. It's true. And it works. It yep. does work. Like the whole counting sheet doesn't work for no. me. Find a cozy spot. You got to get yourself cozy. Okay, so anyways, back to anxiety, ways yep. that we can help with that or ways that I have discovered help me anyways. Um, so sleep obviously is a big one. And another one though is that's really easy and has profound effects is breathing deep. So like practice deep breathing. And that's not like breathing. Deep breathing isn't just a big amount of breath into your lungs. Deep breathing actually goes down almost to your stomach. Like you will see your stomach expand. So I'm not talking about fill your lungs with some air and blow it out. That kind of breathing. I am talking true deep breathing. And then another one is drink water. Does beer count as water? Oh, that's so funny that you say that because um, I read one time that to eliminate or to cut down on anxiety, you need to stop drinking, which I can relate to that one. That's like a whole other podcast. I can relate to that because we know I quit drinking for 10 years. So, yes. so drinking water. You realize that scientists have actually discovered that there's a natural calming property in water, which... Would make sense. So yeah, those three things, like I have so much more to tell you and we're going to take a break. I know. But before we take a break, I just want to say that these three simple practices will really make a difference in your life. So get some sleep, practice deep breathing and drink more water. All right. We'll be right back. Right back. Parenting After Dark with your host, Mark and Kelly Stanton. We'll be right back. Are you getting paid to listen to this podcast? If you are, you're probably listening to it on PodCoin, one of the top trending podcast services out there. They pay you for listening to podcasts and they have thousands of podcasts for you to listen to. So go ahead, check them out at PodCoin and tell them you heard it first at Parenting After Dark. Back to the show. Parenting After Dark. Parenting After Dark. With your host, Mark and Kelly Stanton. Hi everyone and welcome back. Welcome back. All right. What's All right. I truly feel like I'm on fire. This topic today just got me revved up and I'm loving it. So the next set of pillars that will help reduce your anxiety. Yeah. They do take more work. Okay. So you have to decide whether you really are committed to trying to tackle this problem or not. All right. Okay. So pillars, one like of pillars. the first one that we've all heard before, but it is so true. And anybody who does actually work out understands that it does make a dig- big difference in your world when you exercise. For sure. You know, and that doesn't mean you have to go to the gym and like pump weights and like do a bunch of cardio. That can even just be a walk around the block. It's like I said before. If you can't commit some time out of your day to at least 
some sort of physical activity, you don't need a gym membership. You're right. You you almost don't deserve a gym membership no, if, you, if can't. you can't. No. You know, if you can't commit to walking around the block, then really. No, as a start. Don't as bother with the gym membership. Three yeah. times a week? Nope. Blowing it up. You wonder how many workout facilities blow up in January. Oh, no and then they just die off. Yeah. It, nobody Slowly wants but to, surely. And it's packed in there. Nobody wants to go. I so wonder how many people are actually much. there in like a month of, let's say, October. Okay. Moving on. Okay. You want more? I want more. Give it to me, Kel. All, All right. right. All right. So the next one, it does take some work, but it's more of a commitment. Because you can put it on YouTube easily. Meditation. If you meditate, if you take, and it doesn't have to be in the form that some people think. Some people, I know for the longest time, I wondered if I was really meditating. But there is no right or wrong way. Really what it is, is just take some time out to breathe and try to calm your brain and calm your heartbeat and just try to have some calmness. So is that like yoga and all that (laughs) crap? Yeah, yoga is similar. Yoga is similar to one of my other options, which is what I'm going to now, is stretch. So, as you know, I have a pole. Yes, you do. Not like that. No, I know. It's not attached. It is a pole that I stretch with every single day. And... I'm telling you, this practice alone can change your world. Practice the pole. That's practice right. Practice the pole. Stretch it out. Stretch you do like those muscles. Well. Oh, and you know what? You think that you just have to stretch your shoulders and your neck, which for me, I do get a lot of pain in those areas. I'm telling you, though, to help your back and your neck, actually stretch your legs. They're legs, all attached. Yeah. They're all attached. Yes. And your legs, you don't think. I learned this as a young child, actually, because my parents sent me to a lady who helped me with building my back muscles. Core muscles are huge. Core is huge. You're right. And that's what's going to help you to look younger. And I need to remember that. Okay, so the next one that I want you to do when you're experiencing anxiety is question your thoughts. You yep. need to question your thoughts because you know what? A lot of it lot. starts with one negative thought. And if you can trace it back to that one negative thought and reverse it and find something better to tell yourself, it will make a world of difference. I'm not kidding you. This one works. So every time you start to feel negative or some form of anxiety, trace back your thoughts, question them. Where, when did this start? What happened? What did I think at that moment? Feeling or heart? Which one's first? Oh, interesting. Um, Well, heart is what you should work with. That's what you need to speak from. Okay, so the next one is change your self-talk. So, so often when we're feeling this negative anxiety feeling, we're saying negative things to ourselves. So just change it. Just I am. The, the, whatever follows those two words will come f- chasing after you. So make sure there are awesome words that follow. I am smart. I, I am wonderful. I am a great lover. I am a great lover. Imagine what could come out of someone. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <you> anyway. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> huh, I could. Wow. Okay. Anyhow, um, I'm going to wrap this up because I know we need to, and but I'm sorry, I am on fire and I know why I'm on fire. So the next, the final 
pillar here and it will take the most work. It'll take the most energy, but you will experience the most rewards from doing so is doing a journal. Yeah, I know. Journals are good. You and I both know that journaling really is the foundation of having a positive mind and and reducing anxiety. I fought journaling for so long because I thought that was a chick thing. Well, but people fight it either for like, really, I don't need to do a journal because it's almost like it has a negative thought on it, like a diary. But the other thing is they also fight it because laziness kicks in. And that's the funny thing. When you first start your journal, it's hard to write down good things. You can pick out all the bad things that happened to you in the day, it just starts training your mind to think of finding good things. Because when I first started journaling, I could be like, oh, this guy cut me off. I was pissed off at this. I did that. And it was all negative. I'm like, what's a good thing? What was the, like, what, what are some of your questions on your journal? Oh, uh, yeah, gratitude. for sure. But it redirects your mind, right? Yeah. So, like, when you have to write down your wins for the day, instead of focusing on the crappy things that happen, because, I mean, let's face it, crappy things still happen. It doesn't mean that they didn't happen, but it redirects your mind to focus on the things that really were awesome in your day that did happen. It's true. It's so true. What you put out there, absolutely. So it makes me want to put out a challenge. It makes me want to say, hey, if you want to do a journal challenge with me, just try it even for 30 days. Hey, we'll even do it in February where there's probably not 30 days this year. Are we on a leap year? I believe we are. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Google quit, remember? Who the hell took Google? Google left us. Google's gone. Okay, so before we wrap this up, I think it's really important because I do think that we've done some great examples here of things that can help people to reduce their anxiety. But I do want to mention from the religious perspective of what pastor told us today. Okay. So Bower heads. He said without anxiety, you actually, you have peace, right? So in order to find peace, you have to have trust in God in two ways. Mm-hmm. In God's goodness. So you have to trust that God is good, even in a world when Bad things are happening. That's an easy one, yeah. You have to trust that God is good, and you have to trust in God's control. That, yeah, I think that's where a lot of people get hung up. Yeah, that God is actually really in control. You're not. Yeah. yeah. So you like relinquish your control. Yeah. But but when you the actually greatness. let someone else be in control, because anxiety increases based on somebody's inability to control a situation when they want to be able to, right? Yep. So um, when you really do trust that God is in control of what's going on here, and that even in a world where bad things are happening, God is still good. God does good things. There's always good things that happen. So the journaling really does redirect your focus back to God, which makes you come from a mindset of thankfulness because you really just appreciate the fact that he let you come to this earth and that you're here for a reason and a purpose and get out there and do it. Damn right, Kelly. I love it. Yes. Anyways, thanks so much for listening to me. I know I took over tonight, Mark. That's okay. I appreciate it. I really do. But this topic just hit home. Now we got to cool you down. Cold shower, maybe. 
How do you like that idea? <laughs> you hate cold I think shower. I have a headache. <laughs> of course. The all-famous <laughs> headache. Well, all everyone, right. thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Good night, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Parenting After Dark with Mark and Kelly. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit Parenting After Dark on Facebook and Twitter at PAD. We'll catch you next time. Perfect. If that goes into that quote today, the one from Max Licato, it said, the presence of anxiety is unavoidable. You know I took notes. Like I grabbed oh your phone. and did, Like I'm getting there. My apologies. <laughs>